Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Welcome back, family. I do hope you enjoyed our previous segment about being strong and courageous. I learned so much in the process about myself. I also learned, and which was reiterated, the benefits of being anchored in the Lord. Before I jump into this episode, it is our wonderful PSA time. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Subscribe to our channel on whatever music app you possess. Leave us a review. Tell your friends and family about us. These small acts have a major impact on spreading the word about this incredible podcast. For those who listen to us from ahealingpeace.com, the website, while you're on the website, go ahead, join our newsletter. You will stay informed about new podcast episodes and so much more. At A Healing Peace, we are more than just a podcast. All right. Back to the show. I'm going to admit that, yeah, I do have a tendency to share my business and expose myself in the process. I do it because I hope that you will gain new insights for yourself about listening to my experiences, that you're able to pull little nuggets from it and hopefully encourage you in your journey. So I'm not going to disappoint you. I'm going to share all my goods. And it starts with a while ago, I spent time with a wise friend. I must admit, I enjoy her wisdom. I started down the path of complaining about others. As I was complaining, I was unaware of my how my comment sounded. My complaining, yes it did. Let me down a path of expressing my lack of trust in people. I'm like, why do people, why can't they not do what you tell them to do? Why must they be so difficult? Why are they flawed? It doesn't end there. As time progressed, I shifted from speaking poorly about others to speaking poorly and negatively about myself. How that happened, I don't know. I was frustrated that my work efforts were not producing the results that I decided. I was trapped by that people-pleasing, but I was also angry at the people for placing me in those situations. About 15 minutes into my diary, my friend finally asked me, Kim here, do you know that God loves you? I was like, what? Huh? What does that have to do with anything? I'm dealing with people issues here. What kind of question is that? Now, of course, I didn't say all that out loud, <laughs> right? 
Instead, I said, yes, I know he loves me. My friend looked at me very intently and asked me once more, do you know that God loves you? I began to get angry at this point. I thought, of course, I know that God loves me. I podcast. I tell everybody about the Lord. That alone should let you know that I know he loves me because I'm telling people about him. How dare you ask me these type of questions? Of course, I didn't say that out loud. But I proceeded to say, yes, I know God loves me. However, I'm having a hard time resting people. There is no comparison between God and people. People flawed, not God. God loves me. Mm -hmm. I quickly stated how I moved to Texas. And in that move, all the things that God did to get me here and orchestrating, I even shared it about it last podcast, that those elements really does exemplify God's love for me. Not only did he work through things in my move to make sure I got here safely, but being here has allowed me to continue my healing journey and all the while have support along the way. My friend nodded. She continued to state, well, you know, the reason I asked that question is due to your negative comments about yourself and others. She noted that somehow someone who knows that God loves them, they walk around understanding their value while knowing that God uses people. I finally stated, I understand this again. Uh, That's why I podcast to help people understand this too. I actually said that out loud this time. Yes, I do podcast and I tell people I got all the time. He's legit. I know it. I've experienced him. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, we all have those moments where we're wrestling through our fleshy side and wrestling through staying united with Christ in terms of idealisms and wrestling through who we are naturally. I'm like, shucks, I have my moments too. I'm human. In all of my talking, my friend challenged me once more by stating that if that's what you say, how you speak to yourself and about others will be different. There is a disconnect somewhere. I responded, yeah, I know about the scripture that states that you cannot hate your brother and love God. That's 1 John 4.20. But my friend stated, no, that's not it. She stated once more, I'm asking you, do you know that God loves you? Instead of going back and forth, because I was seeing that I was not with it. This time, I decided not to respond. I sat and I pondered and I pondered. I thought, of course, I know God loves me. But once I stopped thinking and allowed myself to be in the moment, I heard that gentle whisper. The whisper dropped the bomb on me. I so plainly heard, come here. I am not your earthly father. Then I heard, 
I will always love you, Kimir. I was completely taken back by what I heard, and I was blown away to also have heard my name very distinctly, very clearly personalized. This is God talking to you. No one else, not your friend who's questioning you, but to Kimir specifically. And he's telling me, I am not your earthly father and I will always love you. My eyes got big. Yes, they did. They got so big. I'm like, okay, first of all, am I smoking something? Did I hear that correctly? But I, I took it in. And then eventually I just couldn't help myself and I began to cry. I told my friend what I heard and she stated, mm, that makes sense. At that moment, I realized that I did not believe that God loved me because deep down, and I mean deep, deep down in my soul, I still thought of God as my earthly father. Now, I didn't have great father figures growing up. That is a no. But I did know that God is not an abuser like my earthly father. I had enough sense to know that one. However, I did not think that God wanted me to have anything good. I thought of him as holding back, not giving me the complete goodness and richness that I desired. But not only that, I thought of him as someone who eventually give me something, but take it back, that it would not be long term. Want support and guidance on your personal growth and development? Then pick up our personal growth and development workbook, authored by a Christian counselor and our JNTEL founder, Kimir Baker. The workbook provides a practical approach for emotional wellness by providing insights and prompts for journaling as well as prayer. This approach reveals the power of self-reflection and self-discovery while mending emotional wounds with the help of our Father. Pick up your 10 weeks of daily encouragement and practice transformation. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash store to purchase your copy. You see, I had many moments growing up where I received gifts, but at any moment, they will be taken away from me. One such example is when I was younger. During Christmas, my sister and I received the Bugs Bunny board game. Yes, I love me little Bugs Bunny. But it was our favorite game to play together. We had a ritual. Every time we played the game, we would eat a Twinkie. Yes, we did. We loved it. It was our time together. It was also one moment that we were not fighting but enjoying each other's company. You know, the usual with siblings and fighting, especially for those who shared the bedroom, I shared. If we all know at some point, somebody gonna draw a line down the middle of the bedroom and say, you can't cross on that side. And then you say, well, you can't cross on that side. And then they say, well, how am I gonna get out the room? Because you got to think it. You told me I can't cross. Well, you can jump over the line and get out the room. That's the only thing you do. But besides that, you cannot be on my side of the room. Okay, I got a little carried away. 
you get the moment, the, the sibling rivalry, the, the sibling tension there. But I tell you, that Bugs Bunny gang brought us together. We laughed. We played. We rolled the dice. It was our time to bond and be sisters. Unfortunately, one day, my stepdad came home and he was mad. I think we didn't clean the room too well. Yeah. Anyways, he had a fit. So what did he do? He picked up our board game, split it in half, and then threw it away. I was devastated. This was one moment out of many where I felt as though something good can easily be taken away from me. In terms of people, my lack of trust continued to form when I gave to others. However, they didn't reciprocate. I began to understand that people just take from you and never give back. Thus, these experiences accumulated, and surely enough, I projected them onto God. Deep, deep down where no one knows, I formulated the understanding that I cannot be a keeper of good. Therefore, God too takes good from me. Surely, he cannot completely love me with no strings attached. Mm, No, there's no such thing as him providing me with unconditional love. Why, why would God want to love me like this anyways? Of course, this thought process does not end there. It led me to think that I would be alone and unloved. At that moment, ooh, at that moment, my secret was exposed. I was faced with the question, do you know that God loves you? And I'll say, just even talking about it, ugh, it really, it really hits my heart because that's not something that you want to say out loud. Like we all heard the scriptures. We, we hear in service, God loves us. He's, he's great. And yet I wrestled with that understanding. And yet I didn't completely believe it for myself. But luckily for me that day, I heard God's voice so, so clearly. He is not my earthly father and loves me unconditionally. For you, what are the earthly experiences that you project onto God? What prohibits you from believing deep within your soul, deep within your spirit, that God loves you? You know, I'm sharing my dirty laundry again and hopefully to allow you to know that you're not alone. And we have moments where we have to wrestle through these ideas and understanding of ourselves and the truth behind God. I will say, you know, it is so tough to completely embrace the invisible God when we have so many physical experiences competing with his truth. Yes, we do. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, yes, I am, that yes, God loves you. We've all heard the passage in John three sixteen. 
which states that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Yes, this scripture is seen at every American football game. They usually have it written on the poster board, John 3, 16. And then you see the cameras going by. They make sure they hit the camera spot. Yes. But I say sometimes because we have seen and heard this passage so much, we may actually overlook it. We may not actually personalize it and understand that God loves us. We may say, God said the world. My name is not in that. The passage is not necessarily taking anchor in my heart. It's not personal enough. But I'll tell you, the statement of God so loved the world really identifies how big, how wide God's love is to the point that he's able to embrace all people with his love. That means all people from whatever background, race, creed, economic status, anything you can think of, they all have the opportunity to be loved by God without limitations, without conditions. This passage also indicates that he gave up his one and only son. That is the one of a kind, completely special son. He gave him up for us. Now, I want you to think for a moment. Think about something in your life that is one of a kind, completely special. I'll be quiet for a moment because I want you to think about it. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. All right. Did you come up with something? Were you able to? Think through something that is completely special in your life. It could be your children, a favorite travel place, favorite food, favorite person, boyfriend, husband. You get the gist, best friend, something or someone special. Now consider for a moment, what would it feel and be like if you had to give it up? I already expressed about the Bugs Bunny game. It was special. Not only did the game bring us joy because we were ready to play it, but it was a bonding time with me and my sister. We had our favorite food. That Twinkie was so good. It really was not just a board game. It was one of a kind, special experience for me. For those who identified a person, what would it be like to no longer have them with you? Seeing them smile, exchanging memories and experiences with you, the person is just one of a kind. For God, this was his experience, his boy, the exact representation of himself. He was no longer with him, sharing experiences, learning, and growing together. Instead, God gives him up for us. He gives him up for people who ignore, reject, 
and abandoned him. Yes, God gave him up because his love is so wide that everyone has an opportunity to be embraced by it. I have six more scriptures that reveal God's love and sacrifice through his son. Okay, jot this down. Take a mental note. They are Romans 5, 8 through 11. Romans 8, 32. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 through 17. 1 John 4, 10 to 11. And Revelations 1, 5. I'll say it one more time, even though you can rewind it, but I'm going to say it one more time. It's, they are Romans 5, 8 through 11, Romans 8, 32, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 through 7, 1 John 4, 10 to 11, Revelations 1, 5. I encourage you to spend time digging into these scriptures and the passages around them and allow them to take anchor in your heart. Now, again, since I've been telling you I'm a business, I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest with you. Even though I had this miraculous experience with God and his love for me, I still have moments where I speak negatively of myself or others. I may even walk around scared or deeply saddened. Yes, I am a work in progress. However, I must decide daily to return to the truth of God's love for me. I have to remind myself of this truth or my flesh, the enemy, or life will tell me otherwise. So ladies, next week, you know how I do every time we come up with something so great and meaty in God's word. I always enjoy bringing someone on the show to help open up our minds to even more understanding and greatness and even how to make these things that I share practical and take root in our everyday. So what I've done, I've invited a friend on the show and we will spend time digging deeper into our spiritual connection with God. We will unravel some of our perceptions about him due to our earthly experiences. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about it. Is he really mad at us? Does he truly want us to prevail in our lives? Can we really walk around filled with confidence and certainty? Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to say yes, we can. But all right. I want us to spend time shedding our experiences while getting to the truth of God's character. Of course, because that's what we do. We are also going to talk through everyday strategies for emotional wellness and empowerment. And boy, do we have something in store for you to be inspired and empowered in your everyday walk. 
in the meantime, please go read those scriptures, spend time working through identifying those elements that is prohibiting you from truly embracing God's love. I want you to walk around feeling confident and getting back to a place of truth of how he loves you. All right, now, join me next week when we continue this wonderful conversation.